Hello and welcome to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. Today in episode 10, I'm joined by one of my big sisters. Uh, Margaret joins me to chat about what she knows for sure, which is kicks off with the fact that nothing stays the same and that requirement of us, I suppose, to deal with change, you know, and the, the possibility that exists out there. And within that, um, we come in, Margaret's a lecturer, so we come in to talk about young people and how they deal with the world. And she, she also lectures in journalism, so she's lecturing with young people that are having to explain the world to others and that's what they're learning to do. Margaret also recently just got a doctorate as well, so she's Dr Margaret Hughes. And um, I'm a wee bit worried in this one that we do sound very similar, that you'll think it's just me talking to myself, but I can absolutely promise you that it's not. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back to the What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. I'm delighted to have Margaret with me today. Thank you for joining me, Margaret. It's great to be here, thank you. So tell us a wee bit about you. So I'm Margaret. I will be 37 in December, won't say which December. Um, I am an optimist. I am somebody who always sees the possibility and the potential in things. Mm-hmm. I live in Glasgow mm-hmm. and I love living in Glasgow. Aye. Uh-huh. Great, great. I, I know that that's a birthday you've had quite a few times a, now. A couple of times. Uh-huh. Aye, aye, aye. So tell me this, and obviously I've never asked this question yeah, of anybody I've known quite as well, mm-hmm. as I know you. But what do you know for sure? What I think I know for sure is that nothing stays the same forever mm. and that life is full of infinite possibility and that sometimes that possibility requires us to make enormous effort, requires us to think differently requires us to often change our perspectives, requires us to look beyond ourselves and beyond what we believe in, requires us to be understanding of other people and other perspectives, and also requires that we have greater faith in ourselves than I sometimes think our society would have us believe that we can we can have that really important agency in our lives. I think often the message we get fed is that you come from a certain place and that in coming from that place, you're sometimes expected to be bound by the beliefs, the practices, the conventions of that place or that space because it doesn't need to be a geographical space Mm -hmm. it can be a social space it can be a space of gender which is obviously a huge issue in our society at the moment it can be a space that's about colour which again is a huge a huge issue in our society at the moment so I think what I know for sure is that change is always possible but the change is something that rarely comes easily unless it's change often that we might not necessarily want and change that's out with our control but that actually to improve our lives we need to embrace change and and I say that as somebody who finds change enormously challenging mm-hmm. I'm a creature of habit I drive the same way to work every day I walk the same route every day 
I'm really particular about things being the same mm-hmm. because that's my comfort zone. But I'm also very cognizant of the fact that life improves through disruption sometimes. And only by disrupting the patterns of our life do we actually enable ourselves, enable other people to be comfortable with our change as well. Because change in our lives sometimes makes other people feel uncomfortable, um, even if it's making us feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think I ultimately believe that we we all start at a different place and we all end at a different place and that none of those places are the same or no, or running the same race or running different races. See, if I take you back there, when you were talking about how society can almost, for want of a better phrase, put us in boxes, have you ever had contemplation, because it's something that I contemplate a lot, I think more recently, is that that's a double-edged sword because not only does society put me in the box, I'm very comfortable putting myself in the box of being a working class Glaswegian woman and I I think I recognise do people have an opinion on that or is it me that thinks they've got an opinion on that? I think it's probably a bit of both. It is, isn't it? But I think you also, you need to, and I think this is something that sometimes comes with age unless we can really empower the young people that we interact with in our lives Mm. to understand that they don't need to accept what other people are saying their place is. So it's really interesting you say, you know, you really strongly identify as, you know, a woman for Glasgow who is working class. I think class is a really interesting thing. Mm. Class, for me, um, I think we're all working class because we all work for a living. Mm-hmm. But do I really strongly identify as a working class woman? Well, aha. Uh-huh. But then I also strongly identify as a woman who has gone to university, who has a professional job, who has a really nice lifestyle, who's attained pretty high academic qualifications. That that challenges that notion of what working class is. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about how do you how do you understand what these phrases and how do you feel limited by them? You know that sense of no rising above your class, rising with your class. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that because I actually think we all need to grow at our own pace mm-hmm. um, and at our own speed. And also, we whatever we feel is what we, we, we want to achieve in life. And I don't think that should be bound by whatever perceptions or indeed what society's perceptions of success are because success is not and should not be bound up in how much money you take home at the end of the day. Do you own your house or do you not own your house? Have you got a flash car? Have you not got a flash car? I think success has to be defined by what you perceive success to be. And I think for each of us, that's something we need to define. And I think that we live in an age where that is defined for us by a, a media. And I'm no, I'm talking here about the media per se. So I'm talking not just about the news media, but about every message that comes at us from, you know, advertising, from television, from film, about what our expectations a society should be, what our understanding of what things should be and what we should perceive to be the successes that we have in our lives. 
I don't think they should be driven by economic success, material success, material wealth. But we live in a society that tells us that that's what success and is. And I think uh, my reflections on success is, you know, it's such an inside job as such because I decide what success looks like for me. And then when I don't reach that success, or if I don't reach that success, I get annoyed with me. And it's all, for me, it's a very internal journey about where I think I should be now, what I think I should be doing now. And I I honestly would say I don't think I have what other people think I should be doing. I think I'm all right with what I think I should be doing. But it means that I'm just creating a road to beat my own back with, really, doesn't it? What do you mean by that? Like, in terms of how do you measure success? So it's if it's me that's measuring it and I'm not reaching it, then I'm just creating uh-huh. that world for myself. Uh-huh. Aye, I think you're right. Uh-huh. But I think we also need to think about individually. What is it, you know, what is it that we actually want to do with our lives? You know, mm-hmm. what's your legacy? Ah. Um, what's your legacy going to be when it comes to that final moment? And... For, you know, the successes that I've achieved, certainly from an academic perspective, while they're enormously important to me and that I'm enormously proud of what I've achieved, my legacy will be the influence that I have had in other people's lives, Mm. be that, you know, my nieces and nephew, my brother and sisters, the young people that I've taught, the people that I've worked with, the friends that I've had, and that success will be may well be something that I would never be able to quantify or even identify. It could be that, you know, that sort of a welcome that I give somebody when I meet them at something or that encouraging word that I use with one of my students or that useful advice that I share with my nieces or my nephew on maybe the most trivial thing. I think mm. that's what your legacy is. Your legacy is the imprint that you leave on the world and that you leave on the people that you love and that you care about. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that notion of care, certainly for me, goes beyond necessarily my pals or my family. I think it goes it goes into everybody that I interact ah, with. What is your message to the world almost? Now, you've, you've mentioned, obviously, that you're an academic, so you've been teaching students for a lot of years now. And if you if we talk about that that infinite possibility and understanding that within yourself and about what success is and all the rest of it, have you seen that change over the years with young people? Are young people young people pretty much every year? They're they're pretty much you know let's not take their names away from them, but young people are just what young people are. You know because I reflect and we reflect on my children, and I think I was never like that when I was that age. You know, maybe I was. I don't know. But do you think young people are more more in line with what infinite possibility their life holds or are they more crippled by that? I think at this moment in time, it's a really challenging world for young people because I think that we obviously at this moment in time are living through this pandemic. We're also living through a time where we know that the future of the planet from an environmental perspective looks incredibly fragile and I think that, in some respects, I talked about legacy there. I think my generation has a lot to answer for from that point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, that massive consumerist society that we've created, that we still continue to create. And I think that our children and their children are going to have to deal with the consequences of that. But what my observations are is young people are no less ambitious. They're no less hopeful. 
But I think they are probably far more conscious of what they perceive to be as limitations on what they can possibly achieve because of the challenges that lie before us at this moment in time. Yeah. But that's not to say that that won't change. That will that potentially will change in the next couple of years. That we will eventually leave the pandemic behind, and hopefully, we will have as a society in our world to have learned a really valuable lesson from it. We, God willing, will hopefully get to grips with some of the massive environmental issues that need to be addressed. So my sense is, is that young people, or certainly the young people that I interact with, are, are very realistic about the challenges ahead. But by and large, I, th- I think actually by the very act of them being in higher education shows an optimism for the future. Mm. It shows an optimism and an understanding, although they they possibly wouldn't necessarily articulate it in the way that I'm articulating here is it shows a real hope and a real ambition for their futures because mm. you don't go into higher education without accepting that this is going to lead me somewhere else or this has the potential to take me somewhere else. And I don't think that it's necessarily a conscious decision But in agreeing to participate in education, you're almost tacitly agreeing that you are accepting of the transformational impact that education is going to have on your life. Because education should be transformational. It should enable you to change your life. And I don't mean that for the point of view that you get the best job. Education should be about changing your perspectives. It should be about, I have certainly deepening your knowledge, widening your knowledge, broadening your knowledge. But it should also be about enabling you to see the world differently, to see other people differently. It should enable you to also understand your own power and your own agency. Mm-hmm. You know, that sense that we we are often fed this um, notion of we we cannot as individuals make a change in the world. I think the biggest change you can make is by choosing to be an active participant in your education mm. because I think that does change the world. And it might only be in small ways. But do you know what? A thousand things changing is often what we need for one big thing to change. So for that point of view, I think I don't feel I feel um I think I feel concerned in some respects for the future of the planet but also feel really optimistic because young the young people I teach and the young people I know they give me real cause to be optimistic mm. because they see possibilities where I don't and I think that that is ultimately the most positive thing mm-hmm. and the most hopeful thing. Perfect. Thank you for joining me Margaret. Thank you. And I will just reiterate in case that sounded like me talking to myself. You're not talking to yourself, you're talking to your sister. My big sister. Thank you for joining me, Maggie. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast by me, Anne Hughes Ignite. If you would like to connect with me, please do that by searching Anne Hughes Ignite across social media. You'll get me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can catch my radio shows, which I sometimes refer to in the show, um, by searching Anne Hughes Ignite 
on Mixcloud and you can also catch me on my website at musicnight.co.uk. If you would like to feature on the podcast, please do get in touch. Again, just use the contact page on my website or if you know anybody that should listen to these podcasts or indeed should be a part of these podcasts, please point them my way. Uh, Podcasts will be uploaded every weekend for you to listen to on uh, Sunday morning. I feel that's the vibe they have got. So I look forward to sharing these conversations with you every weekend and um, to connecting with you on social media if that's where you hang out. Bye.